How can you tell if the person who's offered to help your business isn't going to help your business? It's time to spill the tea about a woman who promised to help me and then didn't. She lied. Except it wasn't an intentional lie. So maybe it was more of a fib than a lie? It was the kind of thing that she said but she didn't mean. Is that a lie? Is it about what she did? Or is it because I feel like she lied to me? Ugh, I'm already exhausting myself. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, I want to highlight the very simple conundrum that we all find ourselves facing when a business blunder arises. Is it their mistake or is it ours? So this is like the gossip episode? The one where I rant about a woman who betrayed me, but in the most minor of minor ways. Except here I am creating an entire episode about what she did, because the whole experience was so irritating. And yet, I know I've done it. I'm sure you have. Oh, let's get to the point already. So there's this woman, let's call her Michelle. And she offered to help my company with our social media. You know, posting to Facebook, writing captions for Instagram, that type of stuff. We met on Facebook and quickly moved to my inbox, where she sent me right off the bat a PDF that's called her social media content creation presentation and a one-liner that said, why don't you tell me what you're looking for and then we can go from there. So I explained to her what I was looking for, the platforms where we wanted more community conversation. And I asked her whether she just consults or does she do the actual posting? In her next email, she told me that she explores companies via a SWOT analysis. which involves examining their strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. She told me that her strength was content creation, which is exactly what I'd been hoping to hear. So, I asked if we could chat. For some reason, asking to have a conversation inspired her to suggest something altogether different. She asked me to either collect insights to all of our social media channels, or she could do it if I was comfortable handing over our login info. I mean, I'm going with the flow, you know? I'm loosey-goosey, flexible. So I just went with it, and I told her I'd be happy to collect the info for her. I shot her over a spreadsheet of our Instagram insights. Then she let me know that I needed to fill out another PDF she sent me, and if I wanted to see results, I could PayPal her $50. What? At this point, dear listener, I know what you're thinking. But I want to express to you how friendly the exchanges were. They were warm, inviting, and as an optimistic entrepreneur, I didn't read her request as anything more than, please pay me for my time. I encourage women to do this all the time, to state their value, to ask what they're worth. So honestly, I was kind of sort of proud of her. So I told her I'd be happy to pay the 50 bucks, and I did. While I normally write emails that are no more than three to five characters long, I really do like brevity. I sat down to hunker down and write lengthy answers to all of her questions so that the SWOT analysis would be perfect. 
I answered a whopping 10 questions. I think the email must have had over a thousand words in it. So you can imagine how many characters that was. She told me she'd take a few days to do the Instagram analysis and sent me instructions on how to get all of our stats to her from Facebook. So I did. Three weeks after our initial exchange, she sent me an Excel spreadsheet that was the result of her analysis. She called it an audit. I guess I got my 50 bucks worth, but frankly, I had no idea what it said inside. It was a lot of numbers in a lot of different rows and spaces. Exactly the sort of thing that a wordsmith does not want to see. I actually wrote to her and I literally said, I wish I knew what I was looking at, but can we chat? See? See how I got us right back to the initial conversation question? There were 14 emails about getting together on a Zoom call. I know you'll be shocked when I say this, but the call never happened. I showed up. She didn't. And four days later, without having heard from her, I emailed her to tell her we found someone else to handle our social media needs. It was a lie, but I thought it was an appropriate lie. I'll never get my $50 back. I'll never get those weeks of email exchanges, those minutes of my life back. The real issue here, the crux of the whole thing, is this. Whose fault is this? Michelle's or mine? I'm positive that she meant well. I'm sure that she put the work in that she offered to do, and I truly did pay her for maybe even less than it was worth, considering I really have no idea how long she spent on it. But the experience brought up all kinds of questions. Did I not ask in a more straightforward fashion exactly what I was looking for? How can you do that when you're not exactly sure what you're looking for? Did she not reveal from the get-go that she doesn't like to interact with people except on email? Is that her responsibility? Does this mean she's an introvert? Just shy? Or is she a flaky person who decided halfway through that dealing with me was something she didn't like? Or maybe just the project was something that she didn't enjoy? It's a really tough call. And I highlight this very simple, common interaction because in the business world, there's a lot of this. We often can't get to know one another without getting to know one another, and it can't always go well. I do believe in people and that they mean well, but if they end up wasting other people's time or money or optimism, it's the kind of blow that ruins it for everyone else who comes after Michelle. How can I trust the next person moving forward? How can I believe that paying someone via PayPal before meeting them is ever going to work in the future? And sure, you can suggest that my big blunder was not getting on the phone before any of the other interactions, or having chosen someone from Facebook messages, or, or, or. But I've had too many extremely positive experiences with people that I've found through the same routes. Frankly, I'm somewhat confident that this is no one's fault. It's just what happens in business. There are fantastic exchanges, and there are time wasters that make you want to punch a hole in your office wall. What do you think? You don't call. You don't write. Do both so I can find out what you think. Text me by typing hashtag podcast to 312 847 
2353 or go to slash podcast. You can record a message there so I can talk to you in a future episode. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover my ridiculous stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, and Michelle, who won't hear this episode unless I email her, for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye.